What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Rambling Viking Podcast. Hope you've been doing well. And first thing I want to start off with in today's episode, uh, main portion is going to be about Kanye West's recent conversion um, and his new gospel album. But first, I actually want to jump into an email uh, dating back to a previous episode here. And it's from a frequent listener and emailer, Connor, who's always... uh, Always count on him to give some good feedback. <clears throat> and uh, the episode, it was a couple episodes ago, but it was uh, basically um, a white couple search for a urinal in a Portland building, I think is the title. And I uh, talked a little bit about uh, how Portland is banning urinals in a government building, and then also the interesting phenomena that um, that happens when you search white couple on Google versus if you search black couple, Asian couple, Mexican couple, anything like that. Um, pretty interesting. Uh, recommend go check out the podcast, and if not, at least go try this out. So, my you know the the question that came up with the with the googling thing, and, and to to kind of spoil it for you, white couples don't come up. You have interracial couples. You have a few white couples here and there, but like when you search any insert race here couple, it gives you the stock photos. And except when you search white couple, it gives you you get several photos of this w- extremely weird couple that like. Uh, the lady has like double G bo- fake boobs, and uh, they like inserted them their uh, skin with this tanning pigment, kind of like a uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character from Tropic Thunder. And so it's it, it's that's one of them, and uh, that'll kind of we'll just jump into Connor's email and see what he says about this. So he says I had an alternate idea for why Google pops up different couples and races when searching for white couples. Only idea, old, only idea, alternate idea that is that since Google uses an algorithm to predict and give results based on what people click most often when those keywords are searched, um, perhaps Google is just saying, okay, when people search black or Asian couple, they're looking for some stock photos to use in a presentation and whatnot. But typically when people search white couple, they're clicking on that crazy white couple who says they're black or whatever. Don't know if I believe this or not, just an idea I had. And then also on the no urinal thing in that Portland building, I'm pretty sure I know who is the most upset about urinals being removed. The men's bathroom janitors. (laughs) All right. Awesome. So thanks for the email, Connor. First and foremost, thanks for always listening, uh, being one of my very few listeners. But uh, I appreciate it. Uh, You make this more of a conversation, and that's what I want this to be. Uh, And, you know, and you make a really, really good point there in saying, you know, the algorithm technically is just gives results for what people click on the most. And, you know, my argument was like, if you're if you're searching for this, it should give you it should give you what you search for. And there shouldn't be any reason that uh, definitely when you search white couples, it almost feels like it's on on some level, it's pushing non white couples or you have white couples with a black baby, white couples with an Asian baby. And so, like, there's some sort of like. They're 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 pushing you away from that almost intentionally, uh, but I do think there is some some substance to what you're saying in terms of like the algorithm just says when people search white couple they're usually searching it's like when people search Florida man they're searching for some crazy outlandish story so when you search Florida man and you go to the images it's probably going to give you mug shots or news story headlines it's not going to give you grandpa in a Hawaiian shirt and a fedora and some flip flops on the beach or something or golfing you know um, which is I think kind of the stereo a lot of the stereotypes that you that you hear or you think of when you think of Florida in a lot of in, in a certain aspect right 
And so it could be kind of the similar instance of that. I think there, I think there's some, I think there's some substance and validity to what Connor is saying here. I think it's definitely, that definitely plays into it a little bit. You, you don't have people searching for white couples stock photos necessarily. However, I also think what I had mentioned in the episode about there, there's some sort of search, um, there's some sort of altering or something going on here, something fishy going on with the search results where you don't, even so I would still expect when you go a couple pages deep, you're going to start seeing stock photos and you really didn't. You saw, you did see stock photos, but you saw it was usually interracial couples and it was only on this search too. Right. Um, so I don't want to, and, and so that's, that's kind of the interesting point here, but definitely a good point on that part. Um, interesting email. Um, you know, I, I never, I never really fully believe that it's either all or nothing. Like it's never always just nature, just nurture when in, in any sort of this, in, in these situations, it's always a mixture and it's more of like a, you have nature on one end of the spectrum, you have nurture on the other end and they, it's somewhere in the middle. It could be more nature in some instances, more nurture in other instances, but it's always, you've always got both at play. It's just a matter of a percentage of how strong they are at play. So once again, Connor, thanks for the email. If uh, any of the other listeners, you guys want to email into the show, give me your thoughts on anything and everything, uh, any episode, or just talk some trash uh, in related, uh, talk, talk some trash, uh, feel free to email me, theramblingviking at gmail.com. That is theramblingviking at gmail.com. All right, so let's get to the matter at hand. Yeezy Kanye is a Christian now, and not like... Hollywood, like I'm Christian values, but like man is following Christ. So first and foremost, I was shocked. I was shocked. I think everyone was shocked on some level and also didn't quite believe it. It was skeptical. Uh, so this one, this one gave me a real heart check. Uh, if you haven't heard, which you should by now, cause I'm a little bit behind the curve on this. It, uh, Kanye, is just released a gospel album that is actually pretty good. I will say this: There's uh, Matt Walsh uh, made a good point about it. Uh, another guy, guy who works at Daily Wire, has a podcast, and he said some of the songs felt like they were unfinished. Like it was, all, I think no song is over two minutes, and if it is, it's barely over two minutes. Like they're all very short songs. Some of them just feel more like interludes and not actual songs, which. On some level, I appreciate because I think people can get caught up in you do four choruses in one song, and it's just like it feels like it's dragging out forever. Um, so brevity, brevity can be your friend, but I also would agree that on some level, I think some of the songs did uh, did feel a little bit like, uh, is this a finished track here? <laughs> are you going to re-release a deluxe album with like these tracks that? Or then, like, have more to him? I don't know. But he released that, and then he did... There's been, like, several interviews. If you haven't watched any of them, please go watch some of them. Um, I watched, like, the Big Boy TV one, and I, I just watched a bunch of coverage on it and got to see... wanted to hear it straight from Kanye what it was because, I'm going to be honest, I was totally skeptical. I mean, this day and age where you have people identify as Christians and, and, and Christianity and Jesus gets thrown around a lot and you have... Um, you know, so many different denominations, you have different things and people, you know, in, in the postmodern world we live in, where you have the kind of the postmodern ideology of, uh, of religion, where it's like, you know, kind of cherry pick the best parts of each religion and you, you kind of make up your own, which I don't, I don't disagree with. And, you know, as a disclaimer here, I am, 
I I claim Christianity. I am a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, and it's uh, something that I definitely didn't fully live out like I wanted to or would hope to. But um, I think like a lot of people, I heard this and I saw and I thought, what? Okay, is this like a PR stunt? What's going on? You know, is this just uh, he just wanted to get a lot of hype around this thing and then he's going to go back to doing his thing? Because, I mean, me, like everybody else, heard the song he released with, was it Lil Pump or whoever, where it's like, you're such a ho, I love it. Like, and that's the, that's the lyric there. And that was, I don't know, that was like this earlier this year. And, you know, I have all these thoughts going through my mind, as I'm sure a lot of people did. And then I, it kind of, I got a nice kick in the gut, I'd like to call it, uh, a self-check. I think the thing that, that plagues a lot of, uh, at least uh, a lot of, plagues modern day Christianity, at least here in America, is you have this judgmental. So you, you have two sides of it. You have the one side that says, you know, that perceives it as they, oh, they need to be perfect. So when they mess up, you can call them out and you can shame them and call them hypocrites. But then you have the other side of that where people do look down their, Christians look down their noses at people who aren't Christians and do think they're better. However, in, in the actuality, nowhere in any, in the scriptures or any of the teachings does it ever say that. The call is actually to say, repent, be saved, and then help those who are not and help the less fortunate. When you look through the Bible, I'm actually listening to a really interesting podcast called Bema, B-E-M-A right now. And it's a, it's kind of a, we, we obviously live in the Western world, so that's our perspective. And it's more of the Jewish and Eastern world perspective of the Bible and the text. And it gives you a lot of great context. And uh, I'm not all the way through it yet. It's still ongoing, but really it, it what it's illuminated is that some, this is something I was never taught was the general theme throughout the Bible and, and, and God's message to us is really just to, it's a, you know, help those who cannot help themselves. It's the orphan, it's the widowed, it's the, um, widower and it's the, uh, Oh, what's the, the displaced. There we go. The displaced, uh, which is kind of goes in with the orphan. And we get the theme, right? And, and, it, and it's a call to always in everything that they, they did. I mean, even in the ancient Jewish laws, when they, when, when he would, he would say there'd be manna on, which is bread on the ground in the morning, you go out every day and you collect and there was just enough. And the idea behind that was like, okay, was it people getting more than enough? And, and those who couldn't go and collect, other people would go and collect more and give them their share. And that's just one example, but that's generally the call. And so, but, and so it sucks to, to have to sit here and say, it's like, you know, the, the place that should be the most welcoming in the, in the, the group, I guess, because it's not even a physical place. And I say place and metaphorically, because we know that the church is not necessarily a building, but it's the, it's, it's the actual people that make up the church. And, you know, this, this group that should be the most welcoming and, and should be the most friendly a lot of times is, is perceived. It's, you know, oh no, it's the most judgmental. It's the most uh, exclusive. It's they're, they're, they're stubborn. They're hard nosed. They're not, they're not open-minded. They don't, you know, they don't associate with sinners and, and that's so awful. But all that to be said is that was kind of my gut check here is I was thinking, is, what are you doing? And, um, what I, what came across my mind was one of the, probably one of the most, if not the most famous apostle, Paul, 
was this not his story right here? Like looking, I was looking at Kanye, and when I listened to, I like I said, I I think it's it's smart though. At the same time, there's also embedded in the text and all throughout the Bible talking about beware of false teachers. He's saying, you know, though, there are going to be people that misuse the teachings and and skew the teachings and twist them around because honestly. If you're thinking about if you're thinking about this dichotomy of you know God versus the devil and uh, we're in the and they're fighting for us if you will, um, you know the the best tactic to get you off the rails is not to be like come and do heroin you'll love heroin and like try and put that in your face because if you're decently grounded you can say no I'm not going to do that it's an obvious bad thing but to say no 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 the text doesn't say that it's okay yeah just judge them do that you know and just little little things is to just slightly pervert pervert what you already know and take that and and lead you it's easier because you've already bought into this general message you're going this direction and all they're doing is saying hey don't go down you're still going the same direction don't take this highway take this road that it it goes on it's really the same path it goes the same direction when in actuality it doesn't it leads you uh, off the edge of a cliff and into into despair and so you know when you look at it that's that's the best tactic as far as if you if your goal is to derail christians and derail christianity which if we're going to talk about this, this is getting way more theological than I ever anticipated, by the way, but we're just going to go with it here because I think this is, I also think this is a lot of important groundwork to kind of understand the basis. And this is, this is all kind of came over me and went over my mind and it's things that I've thought about that this situation specifically is brought to light for me. It's uh, not only, it's been a gut check for myself, but then also thinking about this situation at large, but looking at it, right? You had Saul, who was a Jewish man and, and, they call it a conversion, but recently, uh, once again, listening to Bema and different things, it's saying, you know, it keeps saying conversion, 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 but he was, he was already a Jew and he, he followed Judaism. It was just that when it, when it, it was the step of Christianity that he didn't agree with. And so in some sense, it wasn't like he was a pagan fully. It was more like he was, he was exactly what I just mentioned. He was misguided. And he, you know, before he was Paul, he was Saul, and what he, his job was going around and killing Christians, uh, because this 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 group of Christians they were naysayers, they were whatever, they were breaking the law, they and, and it was leading people astray, and so that's what he did. And then on the road to Damascus, literally saw Jesus was blinded for three days, and Jesus said, you know, why do you persecute me? Changed his name to Paul, and then he became. In a lot of ways, he became outside. Obviously, Jesus aside, was the goat in terms of apostles. At least for me, in a lot of ways, like he became this incredible. He went from the literal bane of Christians' existence to the leading the the ancient Christian world and the early Christian church, and fostering many churches, many disciples, building communities. And honestly, still being being so insightful and 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 writing so much of the New Testament, it's like okay. So look at that situation, and I say, you know, I see a lot of similarities here, at least appearance of similarities between Kanye and 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 Saul. And, and really, it, it, for me, it begged the question: Saul or Paul? 
Ben, the question is like, look, if that happened, that's I think that's on some levels even worse. You know, you know, it was physical killing and hunting down to fostering to being the leader. Like it's there's there's no bigger. There's really not very many, like, that's such a big repentance moment. Like, you want to talk about, they say repentance means 180-degree shift. That is a 180 degrees every which way you look at it. Like, that is the best and biggest example there. So, and, 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 I, and, it's, and it was true, right? That's the biggest thing here is because even, even you had some doubters initially when it was first conversion when God, you know, told these, um, he, had his, he had his followers and he said, um, and you know, the Lord spoke to him and said, take in this man. And they said, you know who this is, right? Like he's, he murders me. He murders people like me. Um, but they trusted the story and went with it. And I think thinking of that, having that come across my mind when I was sitting there and I was being ultra skeptical of it and not sure. And I was like, I'm going to listen to the album. I'm going to listen to the lyrics and, and see if these are theologically sound. Cause who am I? Right. Uh, oh yeah. I'm a great theologian and theological teacher. I know, I know everything. Like, do you want to talk about the arrogance there? And, and then as I was listening to it and thinking about it and, you know, the story of Saul just came, you know, just, it was like a light bulb, you know, it was like, I was like, there's Saul. I was like, Saul, I'm not necessarily saying Kanye is going to be this grand leader in the church now necessarily or anything. I'm just saying in terms of you want to talk about the shift. And that's what that's what that's what brings the doubt. Ultimately, is you're saying, how could someone so bad all of a sudden do this? And it's like, well, it's not necessarily of their own power. But if you if you truly believe that God is who he says he is, then, yeah, why not? Look at the story. Look at look at all the stories throughout the Bible. How many times has you know, use, he uses the most unlikely and weak person for the simple reason that you, it has to, it leaves you no other choice than to say, well, that's got to be a God thing. Because if he, I mean, if you use the, oh yeah, the obvious leader there and stuff, what, what you're going to have is what's going to be lost is God's work and his actual hand on that because you say, oh, well, of course you expect that from that person. But no, he doesn't do that because he, he's trying to make it as blatantly obvious as possible. And so when you think of a new age, like a uh, big name that's going to be uh, on the forefront and be, be a voice for, for Christianity, for, for Christ is you don't think Kanye West, but here we are. And I mean, it's been about, I don't know, a few weeks now. And so really it's just sitting there. I think a lot of people are sitting back, waiting back. I even catch myself thinking about this. I'm sitting there waiting uh, for basically almost just like, all right, when's he going to screw up? When's he going to fall out? When's this phase going to be over? And I and I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um, because if you really think about it, if if I was going to truly have a heart after Christ, when 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 was that ever an example? Of, of how to treat people who have come into um, redemption and salvation through Christ. It's not, it's not about, okay, you're here now, but let's see when this wears off. Because that's the thing is, once you, once you declare him your, your savior and come to believe, that's it. And, and you're there. And you can turn away. And, and I mean, if you look at, for instance, Peter, if you're familiar with the story, if you're not, but you can look it up. Peter, um, one of the known as the rock, the 
the only person besides Jesus to have walked on water for a time being, one of the one of the greatest disciples and then apostles is uh, he. The was it right, right after the crucifixion? What did he do? He denied that he was a follower of Christ or with Jesus three separate times uh, that night out of fear. And it's look, it, it's just you, you have these examples. We have these examples. Say, look, we are all human. We are all fallen. And uh, one of my one of the, one of my favorite verses that people do love to quote, and I think they misquote a little bit, but uh, basically it just talks about before you you know talks about judging and rebuking brother or sister. It says, you know, before you take the pl- the the sawdust out of your brother's eye, remove the plank out of your eye. And really, that you, I think in a lot of ways, that's a call to reflect and say, look, before you start worrying about, oh, are you really a Christian? Are you really saved? Are you really doing this? Or, oh my gosh, you're so bad because you did this. You got drunk last night. Oh my goodness. You know, take a step back and 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 focus on yourself and because you're I think that's a it's it's pushing you that's not only to say like hey don't like you need to check yourself before you check others but also just saying I think you're focusing on the wrong thing here we're called to be to be loving yes you are called Jesus did flip tables in the temple and or in the tabernacle and and go in when they were misusing place of worship there 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 are those righteous anger moments that it, it is justified however uh, those are those are very few. If you look at the ratio of when Jesus was angry like that to when he was loving and, and guided and, and called to people's souls and hearts, it's like a hundred to one. Like you, like t- I can't off the top of my head think of another time that Jesus was like spitting angry. There wasn't another time really in my in my mind that off the top of my head there wasn't another mind. He there might have been a couple times where he was maybe a little firm, but in general, no. At least that's not the perception and. Uh, I'm hoping maybe get some more insight on that as I listen to Baymaw. If you if you're interested in learning maybe some more general context and particularly from an Eastern perspective, uh, like uh, I mean I grew up in the church and grew up studying the Bible and a lot of stuff feels tried and true and it's uh, almost feels redundant. This it, it's it's a podcast that spreads a new light on a lot of the context and a lot of the stories and helps me understand things that didn't make sense and nobody ever worried about making sense. Um, one of my favorite things too is it is I guess this is an Eastern culture thing is. Sorry, getting on a tangent. We'll back to Kanye, and is is that it talks about is it talks about the how they write how it's written a lot of times. It's written to provoke questions and doubt in the sense of you say that's weird. You know why is this seems to contradict, and it's supposed to make you work through the thought process to figure out what they're trying to say, as opposed to just spelling it out on like bullet points on a PowerPoint A, B, and C, and it's plain as day because. And, and that's just how their culture is. But for me, I say, all right, what's going to stick with me longer? If I had to figure out a problem and go through a real thought process and wrestle with an idea to to really understand it, that's going to stick with me longer than if you just spoon feed me the answer. And so it actually made me appreciate that. But it also provides a lot of context in terms of like, oh, the Hebrew word, you know, in this means that, you know, there's there's it translates to one word, but there's actually three different versions of this word and classifications and, and they all mean something slightly different and it changes, doesn't, doesn't fundamentally change the meaning, but it adds context to things that are really good. So go check it out. It's really good. There's a couple different ones. You want to start with session one, but anywho, you know, that's not getting back to it is 
I, I was just looking at this, and I really think it's I think it's true. And I think when you see moments like this, we're not called necessarily to to judge, but we're called to love. But at the same time, you do have to look for the wolves in sheep clothing. And my biggest question is, you know, how do you balance that? How do you know when you're when you're crossing a line here? And I think first and foremost, it's like. Uh, and then you have to look at the situation. And for me, I just had to force myself to say, amen, like amen for Kanye and then start praying for him that, um, and honestly, everything I listen to, all the interviews I watch, I, be- I fully believe this man has found God and is, and is, and this, this isn't, this isn't a farce. This isn't a phase. If it is, he's really good at acting it out. But it's one of those things where you, when you, I was watching the interviews, listening to him talk and his passion and, and what he's talking about is it's like, yeah, that's absolutely like, I, I believe this man has found Jesus. Now, the only, only thing that I'm kind of weary of, and I think if, um, all, all Christians would always be wary of this is not getting into, the prosperity gospel. I'm sure everybody's familiar with the prosperity gospel, even even if you're not necessarily a Christian. Is generally it's saying it's like, hey, it's it's these. I it it really I really really hate it because it takes advantage of people, um, uh, people who are maybe in need or looking for something, looking for hope in it, and it and it, and it totally it perverts and it's just a slight perversion of a lot of things, but it misuses the message that. Um, Christianity really is uh, is about and but in a nutshell you know we all know the prosperity gospel is like if well if you believe in God and and you and you you live right and you actually you know you live for God he's gonna he's gonna bless you and you're gonna be you know he's gonna bless your finances you're gonna have more you're gonna find yourself in abundance while and, and they pull from these texts and it says yes that is true but I think what a lot I think where the where the tipping point is is it's yeah if you read it, it says, yeah, you're going to be in abundance, but it says you're not going to focus on your worldly things. You're not going to focus on how much money you make because your satisfaction is not found in that. And so uh, I think a lot of times when people, even if they realize it or not, the subconscious, they're thinking, and sub- subconsciously, you know, what is what is being blessed is having abundance. Oh, well, you know, if, if I had more money, my problems would be solved. If I had these things, if I had a bigger house, if I could do better, like I'm I'm always struggling. No, no, no. You're always gonna there's always gonna be a struggle. I heard that I heard someone say this the other day, and he said, you know, there's we we have this weird view and perspective on like, yeah, I'm gonna get to like, you know, I'm gonna retire, I'm gonna stop doing, you know, I don't have to grind and struggle anymore. And it's like why not? What what happens to all those people that they look forward to retirement and retirement is seen as this thing? It's like, yeah, I don't I don't have to do anything anymore. Don't have to struggle. It's like, well, you don't struggle. He said he's a he goes the struggle ends for me when I'm dead, when I'm six feet under. Like I'm always trying to do something, trying to better myself, trying to work at something. And I think it's partially because you have a lot of people that live, unfortunately, where they have a job. They don't like their job. They're just getting by. And so it's you look forward to basically finally getting to do what I want, I guess is what I should say. But getting off track again, so many tangents today. I'm uh, proud of you if you still stuck through this far because I hope I'm giving some kind of substance. But that's the, the the prosperity gospel is the only thing. I heard him say one thing where he was talking about, you know, he was down in the dumps and and now his company is worth, you know, $3 billion or whatever and all this stuff and, um, you know, because he found Christ. And I think more so he's pointing to the fact that, like, he has mental health problems and, you know, I, I, he's supposedly bipolar, I guess. And 
he, he has these issues that he struggled with, and he's had those deep, dark moments. And this, and, and finding Jesus, finding the Lord, has pulled him out of that and, and brought him to a better place. And now he's living better, living right. And he's found himself not chained to the, to the, to the things of this world necessarily. Now, not to say that Christians can't be wealthy or shouldn't be wealthy at all. This is where it's so tricky, you know, and, and shouldn't be successful and definitely shouldn't credit and not saying that, oh, you shouldn't credit your success to God because then you're preaching prosperity gospel. By no means is that the case at all here. It's, it's really just a, a tricky situation where it's, it shouldn't be, it, it's not an equation. It's not find God, follow Christ, and I am successful by the world standards. That's a very, very important thing. I'm I'm abundant. I'm finding fulfillment, um, you know, because then at that point it's basically it's a means to an end. It, it's you are using this thing, you are using this religion to get what you want. And there's definitely people out there like that. Uh, I think the most notable one is obviously Joel Osteen. Uh, I think it's very clear cut that that man is uh, wolves in sheep clothing. Is it's prosperity gospel through and through. Not to say you can't have a giant church that is super successful, but there's just there's when you actually listen to his teaching, it it's very clear cut. And so that that's that's what I'm wary of in these situations is that it it, it can get. I think it starts in the right place, but then it can get lost and confused and become, you know, if I want to be successful in the, in these terms, I need to be right with Christ because take, take that first part out and just say, I need to be right with Christ. Uh, if I want, if I want to live the right kind of life, if, you know, if this is, if I feel the Lord calling me, this is what I need to do. And then you will find your satisfaction. You will find your fulfillment in that. And you won't need anything else. Everything else that happens to you is arbitrary, right? Like they always say, the the guy who dies with the most toys still dies. Like <laughs> whether, whether you're, whether you made $30,000 a year, whether you made $3 million a year, you're all still going to die. We're all still human. You can't take your things with you. And so, you know, what really matters? And, and that's where for me, it's like, okay, that's, that's where you can kind of see a distinction. But like I said, I by no means am any sort of expert or have this figured out if you can't tell because my brain's all over the place about it. But I do think at, one thing is very clear here is that I'm seeing is that it's not my place to sit here and decide whether Kanye is really saved or not. Uh, it's my, what you can look at is you can look at what he is saying and doing and how he's acting and your faith should be lived out in those actions. That, that being said, I know I don't, I don't live that out. I haven't really lived that out, honestly, the majority of my life. Um, and so it's something recent, past couple years, I've really tried to, um, I've really had heard God's calling back to him for me and, and saying, you know, that you're not, your, your mouth may say it, but your, but your actions don't live it, but you don't live it at all. And there's there's that balance of walking the walk and talking the talk and so um, now however that to be said I think if you if you came out and said you know if if whatever if something came out or comes up later and it's like oh Kanye's not really a Christian this was just a thing I think the the response should be shouldn't be aha like, like you're a faker because what's that going to do for you it should be I know I know what I'm going to feel at this point is I'm going to feel I'm going to feel it's you know almost a, it, like in a tragedy, there's that sense of loss. It's like, oh my goodness. But I think the thing is, what you do, how you respond is you you try and reach out, you try and help somebody because everybody's going to stumble. 
and you want to be, and that's what we're called to be, kind of a body of Christ, a brotherhood, um, sisterhood, you know, family, if you will, and and to pick each other up in those moments. Uh, also, I mean, in some some ways, yeah, to call each other out. Think, hey, I think you're, I think you're not living right, but we're we're called to do so with with love, and that gets lost, unfortunately. Like, uh, I don't remember which song it is, but if you haven't listened to the album, there's one song where he's talking about. It. He's like, the first people to judge me are going to be the Christians, is is what he mentions. He's like, they're the first people to, to judge and talk down to me, and he's absolutely right. And honestly, love that line because for me, I heard that line, and I said, me, that's me. Uh, I'm not worried about it being like, yeah, they're the first ones because I think a lot of people say, yeah, I'm not judging you. But really, when you when you dig down deep there, there's there's the judgment. We all have it. And look, not to say if you if you did because I did and I still do a lot of times. I still have those judgmental thoughts towards him and towards other people too. And you know, it's not my place. Um, it's not my place. So. That that line hit me hard, but I but I also love it at the same time because it's one of those moments where it's like you know it's it's a real genuine thing to be like, look, this this is how it is. I I don't like he's not sugarcoated, not dancing around the subject, trying to. It's like this is it, and that's what he says, and I think he's absolutely right. I think it's unfortunate. Um, so I think you know for those those of us Christians out there, uh, you know, we need to see about coming together and and rejoicing with this and and praying praying that. Uh, praying that you know this isn't just some facade here, and even if it is, that it would turn into something real. But I, I think it's totally real. So I'd love to know your thoughts on it. If you haven't listened to Kanye's album, definitely go listen to his album and check it out. It's very short. Take you like I don't know, fifteen minutes to listen to the whole thing, maybe. 15, 20 minutes. Um, also, check out any of his interviews. I did one like Big Boy TV, I think it was. He's done several interviews, and there's been a good amount of commentary on this and, and different things. And uh, there, it was, it was an hour or maybe a little over an hour. I mean, it was a long interview, but definitely worth the watch. Um, definitely interesting. You can see kind of what the interviewer was trying to get at, and, and, and a lot of times there was some pointed questions, some good questions, some hard questions, and that he didn't really shy away from, and I like it. Um, very, very good. But I guess, uh, if, if there has to be a summation or conclusion to this is that, uh, I say I'm, I'm I'm happy for, I'm happy, grateful, uh, thankful, whatever you want to call it. I'm happy for Kanye, um, for joining a fit, you know, if you want to call it officially or whatever. Um, but making, uh, for his repentance story and, uh, continue to pray for him. And, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I've I've stayed my my judgment my judgmental eye because I I just realized that's not it's not what we're called to it, it, it doesn't do anybody any good for that uh, but uh, rather going to embrace this and uh, I'm not sitting here saying you know he's our savior he's going to be the next Paul or anything like that but I think he absolutely is uh, at the very least he's he he is being counterculture here I mean you want to talk about he's he he made or he asked people who helped him on this album, like, don't engage in premarital sex. You want to talk about, if, if you're putting on a facade, you are really working hard at this facade. And that that was another one of those moments where I was like, whoa, he did what? Because you want to talk about something that is so widely accepted. It's like, yeah, you just, you have sex, you do it, you know, and, and you want to talk about arca- how Christianity and abstinence is archaic. Uh, and definitely, I think it's, you want to talk super counterculture, that right there, and he said, "Hey, you're gonna help out with this album. I, you know, I ask that you do this." And 
it's one thing to say, like, don't do this or I'm going to kick you off the album. He said, I ask that you don't do this. And or at least that's what we've been told. And so that's another interesting point to it is saying, uh, like, I ask you don't partake, um, partake in this. And uh, if you if you're helping out, however, you didn't. If there was a conditional part of that, we didn't hear that side of that. And maybe I'm maybe I maybe I'm misremembering, misquoting this slightly. And it was like a, hey, if you do this, you you can't help out on the album. But it was, but I I see it as more as like, hey, I'm asking you not to do this out of respect, and and that's it. And you know, they still could have done it, and that's on them. And that's and it, you know, and that's what uh, that's biblical right there. That's because. He says, you know, leave the judgment up to me on the judgment day and everyone will be judged in the end by God. And that's his job. We're, we're called to, to love and, and to foster people um, to Christ and to build his kingdom. So help people find that freedom. But anyways, I'm like I said, I'm all for it. Uh, let me know your thoughts, though. Go listen to the album. Go watch the, the interviews. It's it's definitely interesting. Let me know where you stand on this. If you think, you know, is this legitimate? Sure. That's the big question here is like, what is going on with Kanye? And, you know, is he just being crazy? And I, I say, no, I say this man is actually saved. Uh, but, uh, you know, if he is putting on a facade, he is working really hard to put on a front here. And, uh, so th- that also goes to say, I mean, you always got to make sure to keep your brothers in check, not, and it, keep, keep your brothers and sisters in, in check. And no, I'm not saying brothers in the sense of like meaning black people. I'm saying brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, just in case anyone might miss, uh, mishear that. But that's where I'm going to close out today. That's all I've got for today. Uh, email me, theramblingviking at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on anything and everything I talked about today. would love to hear back. I want this to be a conversation. I was, I was really just kind of flushing out my thoughts here and love for someone to flesh out your thoughts. And uh, if you shoot, if you're, if you're like, hey, I can't, this is going to be a thousand word essay here and you would like to come on and talk about it, um, let me know in an email. Say, hey, I want to, you know, can I, come, can I come be a guest and give my thoughts and, and we, we could uh, Skype call you in and get you in here and get this thing, get another follow-up episode recorded where we could, or I could have a conversation with somebody. Uh, if, they, if, it, if the email feels like it's too much <laughs> like it's too much to type or you can't properly get it out, yeah, absolutely. I'm all for um, having guests on. That, that's, what I, that's what I just want this to be. I want this to be a place where there's, there's not a limit on, you know, oh, you, you, you just talked about that for two and a half hours. You only have 10 minutes. You got to do this. You got to make it short. You got to do this, this, this. Because I find myself getting caught up in, oh, is my episode too long? Do I need to do segments? Do I need to do that? And I was like, and it, and it really became like when I, when I started, I'd get anxious when I started thinking about recording. And I'm like, hold on, this is this is my podcast. Um, and I I want this to just be where I can come and we can talk, we can have a conversation. And there's no boundaries on it. That's the beauty of podcasts. That's why so many people do podcasts. And so that's why I'm doing it. But anyways, hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up. Until next time. Uh, thanks again. Like, uh, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you do, uh, let someone know about this, uh, try and get the listeners up and maybe make this more of a collective conversation. Uh, I do answer and read emails. So thanks again. See you guys.